you allow him to turn the corner, mama, there goes that man. Puts up the shot. It's good. Kyrie Irving. Oh, if you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. Oh, boy. Welcome, everyone, to the First Pick Podcast, your source for NBA news-related content. Thanks for listening. Welcome, everyone, back to another episode of the First Pick Pod. Now, today's episode is Mock Draft 2.0. We're going to be going over the lotteries, picks 1 through 14. We're going to be going through different trades, I suspect, to go down on draft night. Going to be doing a little analysis of the players. Some of them did shift around. Some players did rise. Some players did fall. Now, there's a ton of stuff that we got to get to before we get to the actual Mock Draft part of this episode here. First and foremost, I want to say thank you to everyone who's been tuning in every episode. I really do feel you guys' support, and I really do appreciate it. I would appreciate it even more if you guys give me a follow at Instagram at the underscore first pick pod. I post NBA news there, NBA rumors. I do polls there, trying to be interactive with you guys. I try to give you guys the daily rundown of what's happening in the NBA. And with June and July being one of the most heaviest months for basketball news and rumors, I will be posting about it nonstop, getting you guys the latest information that I can. So once again, if you guys can follow, that's going to be on Instagram at the underscore first pick pod. I'd really appreciate if you guys give me a follow. And second of all, something that was huge today, I am recording this Sunday. The Washington Wizards have finally traded all-star guard Bradley Beal to the Phoenix Suns. As I mentioned in my previous episode, Beal had a no-trade clause in his contract, so he essentially forced his way to Phoenix. Team is still working through the framework of the deal, but Beal is headed to the Suns. That is confirmed. The Suns are sending Chris Paul's expiring non-guaranteed contract, Landry Shaman, and multiple second-round picks and pick swaps to the Wizards. Sources tell ESPN and Adrian Wojnarowski, Phoenix was not able to provide a first round pick in the trade. And obviously because of Beal's no trade clause, it limited how much they can get in return. It was reported that the Miami Heat offered Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, some fillers and some first round picks in order for Bradley Beal. But because Beal's preferred destination was Phoenix and he had a say in who went where, it is looking like Bradley Beal will be headed to the Phoenix Suns, forming a new big three with Booker and Kevin Durant over there. And they still kept DeAndre Aiden. Really scary team now. We're going to also be doing a free agency episode next week, and we're going to be doing a deep dive into every team. What what type of money can they use? What free agents should they be looking at? So we will be diving deeper into the Suns. Another part of this trade that needs to be included here is there is a chance that Chris Paul will be bought out and become a free agent, but they are still exploring an opportunity to receive some sort of package for Paul. The Wizards are. Um, They could expand it to a three-team trade. It's been reported that the Los Angeles Clippers are interested. It is pretty simple to get Chris Paul to the Clippers. The Clippers have a ton of contracts they can stack. But do you want to give up those guys for a guy that if he is waived, you can probably sign him for the veteran minimum? That's just my quick two cents there. But yes, that's the breaking news today. Washington Wizards did trade Bradley Beal to the Phoenix Suns. Now, without further ado, the draft is this week. The draft is this Thursday, June 22nd. This is just the mock draft 2.0 lottery picks again. So the lottery part of every draft is only picks 1 through 14. Uh, On Wednesday, the day before the draft, I'm going to be dropping picks 
15 to 30. So the rest of the first round. And I will also be dropping some second round guys that I think can fall there. What kind of teams can we be looking at? Where they going to? Obviously, predicting a whole second round is extremely tough, but there are some guys that do stick out and could preferably have a really nice role there. Now, the number one pick, I do have Scoot Henderson. All right, let that breathe just because obviously we all know it's Victor Wembenyama, 7'5", 220. It's going to sound like the exact same way that it sounded in the first ever episode of the First Pick Podcast. Victor Wembenyama is going to the Spurs. I do suspect a lot of trades happening on draft night. Um, I know people say that every year and it's pretty quiet, but no team is content where they're at in the draft. This draft is extremely deep. You can trade back five spots. You can get the same type of caliber player. As I mentioned in the first episode, this draft is just, it's stacked. And I think teams will be able to trade back in the draft and still be able to draft a really high talent. But Victor Wembenyama is the only constant here going to San Antonio, generational player. Um, I guess some news on Victor, he just finished his France League today. So now he's officially headed towards the NBA with San Antonio. He's already been interactive with Spurs fans on social media, calling them the best fans in the world. Now, I guess at this point, the biggest question with Victor will be, is he going to play Summer League? I will be out there in Summer League, hopefully, to maybe catch a glimpse of Victor Wembanyama playing. Uh, but besides that, if he's not playing, I totally understand why. You don't want to risk it, but obviously it would be nice to see him in some NBA. NBA runs, obviously, it's still Summer League, though, so you can't knock him if he doesn't play. Now, the second overall pick, this is where I have the madness starting. I think Charlotte Hornets will take Scoot Henderson but because this is my mock draft, I do have them trading with the Toronto Raptors. The Toronto Raptors are heavily interested in Scoot Henderson. They've been in talks with both Charlotte and Portland for that for those picks. If Scoot falls to three, if he doesn't fall to three at two. But as I mentioned in my previous episode, I think Charlotte just needs to take Scoot Henderson no matter what, whether you trade him or keep him. I do have him getting traded here, though. The package I have them receiving for the second overall pick so it'll be pascal siakam og ananobi the 13th pick for gordon hayward james book Knight, this second overall pick which will be school henderson and more draft capital now obviously og ananobi is a name that received a lot of phone calls but because of bradley beal's trade value this offseason and how low he got traded for. I do think that once a team sees, oh, this player went for this, then we can probably get this player for this. I think it's just that's kind of how it goes. Now, obviously, you hear Pascal and OG. That's a tremendous return. But I think Charlotte is tired of losing. They just got new ownership. They haven't won a playoff series since MJ bought the franchise. They want to win. And giving up Scoot Henderson, who you think is a questionable fit to LaMelo, and receiving a guy, Pascal Siakam, amazing OG Ananobi, amazing defender, and you're getting rid of salary, you're getting rid of Gordon Hayward, and you're getting rid of James Booknight, who you never really gave a shot to, but you're giving it to the Raptors because you sense they're going full rebuild here. These trades are all going through fanspo.com, which is a trade machine that allows you to throw picks in there. The trade completely went through, no problems. So I do have the Toronto Raptors getting Scoot Henderson here at the second pick. And I have back-to-back -back picks here. I think Portland will build around Dame. I do not think that they will pick anyone with this pick. 
I do think out of all the top three picks, this is the most likely one to be traded. I do have them trading with Washington. Washington, obviously, today traded Bradley Beal, as I mentioned earlier in the episode. Chris Stops is next. I think Chris Stops opts into this contract, works out an opt-in sign, and they give up Chris Stops, Daniel Gafford, and their eighth overall pick in this year's draft. And I think they're going to receive Kevin Knox, Anthony Simons, and Nasir Little, along with the third overall pick. So I think Washington here, they're going to get Amperny. They're taking on Kevin Knox, another project player, and Nasir Little. This is great value for Kristaps and Gafford, the guys that you don't want to win with. Kristaps is a max guy. You can build around Anthony Simons and Brandon Miller. It's a, it's a great foundation point. You also have Johnny Davis. You want to see what you got there with him. You have a cut. You have a pick in the second round. I think there's a really solid foundation for them. And if they can make this trade happen, I think that's great. Portland's mindset here in this trade, though, will obviously be win now. You get Porzingis, who's coming off a career year, one of the most healthiest years in his career. You get Gafford, who's a really, really solid center. Obviously, you get the center battle between Nurkic and Gafford, but I think Gafford provides you with something completely different that Nurkic doesn't provide you, and you still get an eighth pick in this draft, which I think because you're giving up Nasir Little and Kevin Knox, you need to be looking at a wing with this pick, and we'll be going over who they pick. But I think the trade makes sense for both sides. At number four here, I previously did have Jarius Walker, but now I have Amen Thompson. I think Amen is just best player available, and at this point, James Harden has too much smoke around him on whether he's going to return to the Sixers or go to Houston. So I just think Houston takes best player available. Amen Thompson. Now I did tell you guys, I did not like his shooting. The level of competition in the overtime league really, really scares me. He was essentially playing middle school basketball, just running up and down lobs, dunks, layups. But I think the athleticism is off the charts and he has a free flowingness to him that you don't really get with a lot of players. And his perimeter defense is something that can really grow. So I think adding him to that core with Jalen Green, Jabari Smith, Alperin Shangun, I think I think it could really, really work. At number five here, though, Jairus Walker didn't fall that far. He is going here to Detroit, a 6'8", 235-pound small forward combo forward from Houston. I think Detroit has been looking at a bunch of bigs, and they've been rotating in and out of them. I think Jairus Walker gives them a solid, this is our future piece to pair next to Cade and to Ivy and to whoever they pick it at center it's been reported that monty williams in interviews loves jalen duran jalen duran's not really a outside scoring threat you pair him with jaris walker and you open up that floor way way much more i think jaris walker's a perfect fit in detroit i really like it i think if he can develop his handle a little more that just opens up the floor even more than what i already think it can just because he'll be able to bring up the ball and take his matchup one-on-one i really like this fit at number six here, I have Asor Thompson, another riser here. I think just like his brother, I think Orlando has been trading in and out of guards. But I do think Asar has this it factor. Watching his film more and more, Orlando need a creative ball handler and a guy that can get people open. Obviously, he played a lot of off ball in overtime, but that did show that he was a better shooter. He is still creative, and his height is really good for his position. Now, obviously, because he was off the ball, he wasn't athletic or wasn't able to show his athleticism as much, and his weight, he's just 200 pounds at 6'7", so you hope to get that up there. And as I mentioned with his brother, the overtime elite thing is still something that you you really do question here. But I do think Orlando takes a swing at the fences and takes – they have two lottery picks. I don't have them trading either one. 
They're a team that can use both those guys. And I think Asor can really provide a different dynamic to that team. Number seven here, one of the only guys I actually had staying was Cam Whitmore to the Indiana Pacers. He's a 6'7", 230-pound small forward from Villanova. I just think the fit is too good here. I don't think any other team takes him. The only team that I could see go as high to get him could be Detroit at five, but I like the fit more with Jerry's Walker. So Cam Whitmore going here at seven. He's still a really, really good player. Watching the film on him more. The cons I had previously are slowly washing away. He has a really versatile game, but he does have his strengths. He has a big frame. And he's a good inside scorer. So you just want to see how that figures against other wings that are taller than him. But I do think that he's going to be a great fit in Indiana. That's a really nice core that they have there with Benedict Matherin, Tyrese Halliburton. And obviously, they're a team that's been reported in wanting more picks in this draft, wanting to move up from their 20s and their 30 picks to maybe in the teens. So we see something like that, and maybe they can get something really cooking up there in Indiana. Number eight, this is obviously the other part of the trade with the Portland Trailblazers. Now, because Portland is going win now here, and this is their move, and they got rid of Nazir Little, they got rid of Kevin Knox, and they got rid of the wing they would have drafted in Brandon Miller. I'll have them taking Taylor Hendricks here at eight, a 6'9", 2'15", combo forward. It's just a perfect fit. You re-sign Jeremy Grant. You have a ton of wings next to Damian Lillard. I think that's just a match made in heaven. Obviously, you can look into signing other guard help, but because of Dame's ability to handle and his high usage rate, you surround him around these giants that can hit threes and play defense. You can realistically run a lineup of Dame, you re-sign Grants, you have Grants, Hendricks, Porzingis, and Gafford, just three guys, 6'9 and up, next to Dame that play defense at an elite level. Porzingis, not so much, but an excellent shooter, and he's 7'3", so he could still rim protect a bit. I think it's just a no-brainer to get Taylor Hendricks over there to Portland. Number nine here, I have Anthony Black going to Utah. I think he's a perfect fit. I think Utah needs a point guard. And Anthony Black is someone that really does work here. He was just seen in his workout at Utah. He's a tall point guard. He's a great playmaker. I think they need someone that can set up the offense for a Colin Sexton and Laurie Markkinen and Walker Kessler. And Anthony Black, because of his shooting concerns, even though I think he can shore those up, because he has shooting concerns, having three guys that can really space the floor for him is going to do wonders for his game. At number 10 here, this is my third and final trade from the lottery. I have three trades, which, yes, that is a lot, but I do think, as I mentioned, no one's happy with where they're at, and they're all looking to trade in and out of picks. I have Dallas trading with the Atlanta Hawks. I have John Collins, Bruno Fernando, and the 15th pick going to the Mavs for Davis Bertans, Tim Hardaway Jr., and the 10th overall pick. I do think that John Collins is on the move sooner rather than later. I am tired of hearing his names in trade rumors because it feels like every trade deadline it comes and goes and he's still on the Hawks. I think this is finally the time because of the picks that are so good. I think Atlanta moves up 10 and with this pick I have them picking Grady Dick, another shooter. Atlanta can never have enough shooting. They're really good when they go small ball and I can even imagine a world where DeAndre Hunter runs the small ball four for them and they put in Grady Dick at that three spot and just elite level shooting and defense around Trey Young. You have a guy like DeJounte and Hunter running the perimeter, guarding guys, and you got a guy like Grady 
who can really space the floor also because you worry about DeJounte shooting and such. And then you still keep Clint Capella, and it works out for them. Now, the reason the Mavs do this trade is I do think they're looking for depth. I think Bruno Fernando is a decent player that they can give some run to. At times, they felt like Dwight Powell was too short. His age was showing, and JaVale McGee's age was showing. If they can get a guy like Bruno Fernando in there that can just run, dunk, block some shots, grab some rebounds, that's good. And who I have them picking at 15 is another great player. We'll discuss that in the next episode. And John Collins, just a floor spacing. Well, his percentage went down, but hypothetically a four spacing, slashing four that can give you 15 and 10, 15 and eight a night, which is really, really nice. And especially with the gravity that Luca and presumably Kyrie, if you resign him, is going to do wonders for, for John Collins here. So yes, I still have Grady Dick going here, but he'll be going to the Atlanta Hawks. Number 11 here, I have my other riser. A lot of these guys towards the post lottery are risers. I have Kobe Bufkin going to Orlando. They picked up a sore Thompson earlier in the draft with that sixth overall pick. I do think that they go for Kobe Bufkin here, a guy who is for sure a knockdown shooter. Offensive bag is unlike anyone else's. When you pick up a sore, you pick him up because his defensive potential and what he could turn into on offense. You're picking up Kobe Bufkin because he's a two-way player. He has a small frame, so you question his defense, but you just drafted a SAR, and you're going with the guy who has a way more polished offensive game here. He's 195, as I mentioned, but he's a good height at 6'5". He plays a lot like Tyrese Maxey and Emmanuel quickly. He has a great handle. He has a knack for scoring. Uh, he's a really pure left-handed scorer. I really like lefties, and I think that Kobe Bufkin fits really nice over there. It's going to be crowded in Orlando, but I do think for the right reasons, they get a really nice backcourt here in this draft. Number 12 here, I have another riser. I have Bilal Kulababi going to OKC, a 6'7", 200, teammate of Victor Wembanyama, where they get these international players that no one's really heard about, even though Bilal is really heard about. And I think they just, they really like the fit here. I think they're tired of Lou Dort. I don't think they're tired of him, but if you watch my most likely players to get traded on every team, I had Lou Dort on OKC, and this is the perfect replacement. Bilal Kulababi, if he can develop into what I think he can, and OG Ananobi, Andrew Wiggins-esque player, is a perfect fit. Fits the timeline for OKC. He has a nice shooting form. He has good defensive instincts. You just worry about that frame being 200 pounds only at 6'7". You worry about that, but the fact that he was in France playing in a professional league just shows that he is ready to play in the NBA, and I think you throw him into the fire in OKC, and he'll probably flourish over there. At number 13, we have the other side of that number two uh, pick trade with the Toronto Raptors. Obviously, who will be picking here is the Charlotte Hornets, and I have them taking the winning now player, Jordan Hawkins, a 6'5", 190 combo guard. You can play him at the three from UConn. As I mentioned, they're getting Pascal and they're getting OG for a salary dump and that second overall pick. You get a win now player with that type of roster. You worry about Terry Rozier's fit with them because he plays no because he rarely plays any defense and he shot a career worse from three this past season. So you bring in a guy like Hawkins who's NBA ready, he can win now, and you can throw up a lineup of Lamelo. Jordan Hawkins, OG Ananobi, Pascal, and Mark Williams. That's a really, really solid core. That can for sure get you in a playing game. That can probably even get you to a top six seed. That's how high I am on this team if the trade goes through. 
you see who they pick up. But Jordan Hawkins is a great fit for Charlotte. He's a great movement shooter. He's a really good defender. And I think it would not take him that long to replace Terry Rozier in that starting two guard in that lineup. At number 14, the last pick of the lottery. Now, this is a guy who I originally didn't have going here this high just because I think there's a ton of other players that I would prefer. But because of reports of him and Kobe Bufkin getting lottery promises and Bilal Kulababi getting lottery promises, I had to make it work. And I think Kaysen Wallace goes here to the New Orleans Pelicans. I think they try to trade this pick to get scoop. They ultimately fail because they can't choose between Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. So I think New Orleans just shorts up their point guard depth. Obviously, they have Jose Alvarado, but Jose Alvarado... Like Kaysen Wallace is a good defender, but I think Kaysen Wallace provides that bit more on offense. And I think they're both cheap backup point guards. I think you can even bring CJ back to his original position at the two guard. And you can bring Kaysen Wallace in at the starting point guard at one point because he's showing an explosiveness he never showed in these workouts. He's showing a great shooting touch. And it's it's a reason why he's going up draft boards. I personally think they should go for a wing here, but because of how high he's going and lottery promises are going here and there. I think Case and Wallace ends up here at the New Orleans Pelicans. Well, I just want to say thank you guys so much for hearing Mock Draft 2.0 with trades. Um, Obviously, picks 15 through 30 will be coming out this Wednesday. So be on the lookout for that. And remember to follow the Instagram for NBA news, rumors, updates at the underscore first pick pod that's the underscore first pick pod i really do appreciate you guys giving me a listen hope you guys enjoyed peace